Hi, my name is Rachel Gran. And I'm Andrea Flick. And we're here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit. Welcome to the Go Big to Get Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Go Big to Get Big podcast. And today's episode was honestly so much fun. Steve and I got to interview Rachel and Andrea from Good Good Investing. They're a real estate investment company based out of Texas that is managing over $180 million in assets throughout the United States. They are also really big into the educational space. They host their own podcast called Good Good Investing. They run different kinds of webinars and meetups and sell different types of products to help you as real estate investors. But what I loved the most about them was their passion for giving back. And in this episode, we explore, you know, the challenges that come with being business partners. Steve and I haven't got to interview anybody yet that are business partners. So we dove deep into some of the obstacles they have to overcome on a day-to-day basis. And we also got pretty deep into why they care so much about their investors and making sure that it's the right fit for them. And we closed it out with a little bit of a conversation about how they are raising their kids to handle wealth. I don't think I stopped smiling this entire podcast because they're two of the most amazing women and they literally just breathe, go big to give big. So with that, let's get you to this episode with the incredible Rachel and Andrea from Good Good Investing. All right, we're excited to welcome the incredible duo today of Good Good Investing, Rachel and Andrea. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. We're excited. This is this is going to be fun. Uh, we got connected and we hopped on a quick call and uh, within a few minutes of chatting with each other, I was like, oh my God, you guys are like the doppelgangers of Steve and I just down in the States and the female <laughs> version of us of like, you just want to do really cool stuff in real estate, make some really good money and then help a lot of people with it. And as soon as we chatted, I was like, okay, we got to get you on the show because that is exactly what we want to talk about. So um, I'm excited to to get into a bunch of different stuff today. Um, but just to, you know, start it off with, you guys obviously have a very successful uh, real estate syndicate. You've done hundreds of millions of dollars of assets under management. And uh, the fun thing for Steve and I, though, is we've never had a business partner come on shows, like two people come on a show. So we're excited to dive into some partnership stuff today. But I'd love to just hear, um, how did you get connected? Like when you guys first met, what made you want to become business partners or collaborate together or do some stuff as a team? Yeah. Oh gosh. I So we met at a real estate networking event and we both quickly realized that we lived in the same area. We're both from Dallas and we were like, oh, we should get coffee sometime. Like, yeah, for sure. So we just went ahead and scheduled a coffee at our, the coffee, we were talking about just our goals, you know, our plans. And we just realized like we are so aligned in what we want, our values, um, our ambitions. 
So we were like, you know what, we should start a podcast and really like break down some barriers, make commercial real estate investing available for everyone. And so that's kind of how Good Good Investing was born. And it's definitely evolved since then into like much more of a like sophisticated platform. We provide opportunities for investors as well. It's not just education, but uh, definitely it was love at first sight. Yeah, it was so funny because I don't I don't know if I recommend just like starting a partnership within minutes of knowing each other to everybody. But um, for us, it does work so well. But it literally was like, wow, we think alike. We are passionate about the same things. Like, let's start a podcast. And that has evolved into a very flourishing partnership. Oh, sick. Because that's naturally what you do. Like, hey, let's go for coffee. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we get along. Let's just start a podcast together. Yeah. That's yeah. such an incredible way to do it. So yeah. what is uh, what is good good investing now? So obviously, you guys came together. You started the podcast, some education. Then you wanted to go buy a bunch of uh, real estate together. And you're obviously having a lot of fun while doing it. But what is what is good good investing now when you describe it to people? Oh, that's so good. Um, so what we say is we provide education and opportunities for busy professionals and successful entrepreneurs who want to passively invest in commercial real estate. Yeah, and we're we're actually growing as a company because we're now just fo- not just focusing on real estate, but we're really trying to open up the doors to other lucrative investments that you have to get into the right rooms to even know about. And Rachel and I have been blessed to be able to network with really amazing people that are doing really amazing things and investing in um, things that are going to grow wealth for people. And um, we're able to bring that now to our investors as well. So even more than just commercial real estate. That's so cool. I love that. And I, I think it's very cool to diversify the portfolio and expand out and include more people. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna spend a few minutes right now diving into a bit of the partnership stuff. That's one of the things that Steve and I have. Uh, it's always fascinating talking to other business partners uh, because of what Steve and I have been through for, you know, eight years of, of living beside each other every single day, 24 hours a day, building the, the grind and the ups and the downs. And I'm sure Steve has a lot of questions around uh, just like, of real estate and and building the business he's i can see he's smiling and i can just tell when he gets fascinated and inspired he has this look and he has that <laughs> look so i want to ask a few quick ones before he gets in here but um i want to start with a, a challenging question for you guys of just like what is the hardest thing that you've experienced working with business partners like you know so many people um see business partners and, and it's all smiles and it's great and everything's awesome but What's one of the challenges that you face as business partners on a day-to-day? I could probably take that because Rachel's perfect. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like I I come up with the ideas, right? So I'm a visionary, right? So my personality is like, I'll just talk about my dreams and visions. And I just want like the other person to just like receive it, kind of toss it around. It's not like it's really thought through all the time. You see what I'm saying here? But Rachel is very practical. So when I've come to her with like this grand vision and I'm like so excited about it, sometimes there has, well, there has been times where she's like, "Er, no. And I'm like, wait, what? 
how could you not be on the same page with me? Like, don't you see that this would be amazing? So I just think personality, like I've now discovered I'm uh, an Enneagram seven. And so, um, which is very different than Rachel, who's a three, but it also is so positive at the same time because we're she's just balancing me out and um if it was up to me you know we would have done like so many other things uh yeah like pop-ups you know why yeah yeah well uh, yes and i think in a partnership you have to leave your ego at the door you can't take things personally you have to be so open for feedback constructive criticism and like that is definitely the hardest the hardest thing is to build that mutual trust and respect, right? I think that's been it. Yeah. That's so... That's kind of where I wanted to jump in was like in in that spaces where you... Like Randy and I are very, very similar. Randy has 99.1% of the ideas that come across the table. And I'm like, the, no, let's push the brakes a little bit because we still have 99 other ideas that we need to... That we've already said yes to. Um, but like in, in that space where you have almost different like philosophies, like what do you do together to make sure that you stay aligned and are like progressing uh, like hand in hand? Well, I think that um, it, it's a balance, right? So it's like when I have the ideas, I think Rachel might take a little bit of time to digest it before she knocks it down or accepts it, right? And so we just kind of talk through it mm-hmm. and talk through the benefits do you want to add it? No, I, I think that's it exactly. It's not having like any knee-jerk reactions in the moment. I think it's like absorbing the other person's ideas or feedback before immediately responding to them. Because once I sit with it, my answer might be different or my response might be different. And so it's that's kind of something also is we'll call each other and be like, here's this idea I had. Just think about it. Don't say anything. Okay, bye. You know? And so that's, yeah. it's 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 really worked out well for us. I think now she knows, like, I literally throw spaghetti on the wall and see mm-hmm. if it sticks type of situations more than they're very thought through. Yeah. That is so <laughs> but she's funny. had a lot of amazing ideas. And the reason we are where we are is because of Andrea. So got to yes. give her credit where it's due. To. So I will say, too, though, you have been pushed to take a little bit more risk yes. because of my vision. 100%, 100%. So that has helped both of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys are just, that's uh, so what I said. You guys are like the exact same as Steve and I. It's hilarious. <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody knows Steve and I is listening right now, they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is like 100% identical. That's so <laughs> um, what's. Uh, so on the flip side, that's one of the challenges you faced in that space. And obviously you guys have found ways to work through them. What's something that's been a benefit to you? Like, what do you love about working with a business partner? That's, uh, you know, something that you can share with our audience. So many good underscoring what we just said. Like, I think having a business partner helps you see your own blind spots, um, which has been invaluable. And it also pushes you to do things you wouldn't. So like Andrea's pushed me to do things I would have never thought about doing ever, um, and I've helped Andrea stay focused on the things that matter. So I think in both regards, like we have found a way to make it super beneficial. Like I could not have done this on my own. I couldn't have, not at all. I don't, I'm sure Andrea could have, but I could not have gotten here where I am on my own without her. So that's been huge. Yeah. And I think for me, um, Rachel is just the perfect balance of, getting stuff done, staying organized. Um, I also don't think we would be where we are today without her. Just, 
I mean, I could have all these ideas, but like, and I can execute, but probably not in a very organized fashion. I don't know. I just feel like it's just been the perfect synergy um, with so many benefits. That's amazing. This is so cool. I'm loving this. This is amazing. Um, Cool. My my final question for you guys, instead of having a partnership questions, we'll open it back up. But um, one of the biggest challenges that do come with is is deciding roles, responsibilities, tasks. You know, you come up with this incredible idea, and then all of a sudden you pass it to Rachel, and you're like, "Hey." go execute this. How does that, do you guys have a, a set system in place? Who takes care of what? How do you break out your meetings? If you, or if you're like, Hey, your responsibility is this, is it just headers? Like how do you break out kind of the roles and tasks within your partnership? That's good. Andrea handles a lot of our automations. So she does like the backend website building, the email campaigns, um, those types of systems. I do, I handle everything that has to do with the podcast. Um, and I also handle, uh, a lot of like the touch points. So whether it's talking to investors directly, scheduling interviews, scheduling meetings, uh, that sort of stuff I handle directly. And then like, as far as creating, you know, webinar presentations, I'll do that. But Andrea really is in the big vision uh, side of things. And then also like the automations. I show up and look pretty. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, you do, but you're not <laughs> no, so much like, more. We're writing a book, right? Um, so that's what we're working on for 2023. And she, like Rachel is just amazing at keeping us organized. So she'll put the meetings on the calendar. We'll have an outline. Like I just show up and like we'll talk through it. We'll, we did our outline. Now we're going to start writing chapters. And it's just her organization. And then we collaborate super well while we're actually doing the work. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's definitely like the biggest benefit in any kind of partnership is when you can find people that have like offsetting skill sets that work better like together and uh, like cogs in a wheel. Um, It's just pieces that keep everything formed, structured and, you know, propelling forward. But on the business itself, like on the real estate side of things, um, can you tell us a little bit about like how long you guys been together in that sense? And part two to that question is, is there something along the, uh, along the way where you implemented other new system, a new idea, maybe that helped you grow and scale? Yeah. When I met Rachel, I don't think that we really had, um, one, we didn't have a website together, like all the practical stuff, right? We, um, had a lead magnet individually and then we had like some email sequence but coming together we've just refined all of those systems like amazing funnel um we've iterated on our lead magnet several times now we have something that's really sticky that's compelling that investors love and have gotten really good feedback on um do you have anything to no i think that's it it's just like you know, making our process sophisticated and improving the efficiency and also just the value that we bring as well. Because if we're not providing value, it's all for naught. And in that lead magnet, like, is that something that, um, I guess, like, how are you getting that out there? What, what's, what's the scalability to that? So we uh, promote it on our podcasts and our socials and also every podcast we go on, of course. 
And it's essentially just a proprietary tool that we created. It's called the three-in-one net worth assessment tool. It just, um, you, we call it, you may be richer than you think because Andrea actually found out that she was richer than she thought when she used the tool. Nice. <laughs> so a lot of people forget about like certain accounts, like 401ks from a job you quit years ago or retirement funds from an IRA or, you know, op- stock options that are sitting there rotting you didn't know about. Like there's so many different ways that you can pull capital. And so this is kind of just a self audit of your finances. And not just that, because there's also um, a page in the document where you can plug and play and find your freedom number, which is Mm. the um, amount of money that you need to make in passive income per year in order to quit your job. And then your magic number, which is how much you need invested in order to hit your freedom number. So it kind of just is a roadmap for people who want to retire from passive income, but don't necessarily know where to begin. Yeah. And we, we bring people to that tool. You know, one is getting on the podcast too. We have a lot of webinars, like monthly webinars. Um, we'll do like in-person events as well. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're slowly getting the word out about good, good and, and our beat magnet art tool. I think it's a fantastic magnet. Um, where do people find that? On our website, goodgoodinvesting.com. It's just literally on the landing page. I think a lot of people don't, um, especially in business, the, um, don't do things uh, where am I trying to go here like in that lead magnet what you're doing is you're providing a solution and a, basically a target to your investors right so you're starting with the end in mind almost like here's the number that you need to figure out how to earn today so you can invest that to make your magic number yeah that's the target lots of people don't do that lots of people just kind of like coast or like just kind of like go with the flow or kind of get caught up in the hustle and bustle and are looking down to make sure they don't trip like over the next couple steps, instead of looking up to be like, oh, like my target is actually 70 degrees east right now and I'm yeah. walking the wrong direction. Exactly. Is is yeah. that a common response that you guys get out of that as well? Or like, can, can you dive in there a little bit? Yeah, we call it like our beacon mm. because I think your freedom number should be your beacon. That should be your guiding light, your goal. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to retire and live off my passive income. I'm like, well, have you know how like what you actually need to make in passive income to retire? Do you know how much you need to invest in order to make that passive income? Because most of these, you know, assets distribute roughly 8% annually. So you need to make, you know, 8% of your investment in passive income per year in order to retire. Have you done the math on that? Do you not know where to begin, you know? And there's even a section where you can itemize like all your different expenses that you have, like your your need to have and your like to have. What's your travel budget? What's your food budget? How much are you spending on rent? How much are you spending at the doctor? Like really not just what do you need to retire and survive? What do you need to retire and thrive? That's kind of what we're going for. And then on the first page of our network, we call it three in one because you're finding out if you're richer than you think, you're finding out your magic number, you're finding out your freedom number. And so on the richer than you think page, it's all about doing an audit of your um, the, the investable capital that you have. Right. And what's really cool about this tool is you can plug and play. You can actually say uh, in 2025, I'm going to invest one hundred thousand dollars into X asset and that's going to earn me X percent annualized return. It will actually tell you for the next 10 years what your net worth will be every year for the next 10 years. So you not only can you see your current net worth, but also your future net worth if you actually deployed your investable capital. So it's a really, really neat tool. Yeah, sounds like it. I uh, I like that that phrase of like the beacon. I uh, yeah. For me, it's my true north. 
That's oh, I like that too. That's good. Love that. That's, that's good. my phrase. Do you guys have something like that? That's specifically for your own business. Like what's, what's your business beacon? We, yeah, I mean, we got together at the beginning of the year and we wrote down some goals and we use smart goals and we put timelines on it. Um, and then we've just really, because Rachel's so organized and so good at that, she keeps us on. We're always constantly checking our goals and seeing our progress. Yeah. And I think like our guiding light and our beacon, I mean, this is not to sound trite, but we actually love being able to help and serve others like our investors and hearing their stories of how either the education or the opportunities that we've provided to them have helped them. Like yeah. that is that is like our we love that. That's like a feel good goal of our business, yeah. more on like the operational side of our business. Um, of course, we would love for uh, good, good investing to replace our you know, actual income from our other jobs. So that's the goal for us is to also live on passive income and retire mm -hmm. ourselves, retire our husbands, spend, spend, more, spend more time with our family. So we're very much aligned with our investors in yeah. as well. Very cool. You bring up uh, investors and, and Steve and I have worked with a lot of investors and it's it's almost rewarding when you're able to unlock that little bit of like beacon for them where they're like, wait, you mean I'm richer than I think? I can invest this money and I can retire? You're like, hundred percent. This is what they should have taught you in kindergarten, but instead you're, you know, in, in, in your later years in life, just learning it now. What, what satisfaction do you get from working with investors? How do you guys, like, how does the process look? Do they, do you just typically do it on like a webinar promoting one of your products? Do you do one-on-one -on -one calls with them? Do you do coaching with the investors? Like, how do you handle your investors when they want to come work with you? The, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely work one on one with them um, through a call, make sure that they know about um, any deals we have, like just know it, uh, making sure that they're the right fit too. you know, we never want to have people come on and invest with us when they're giving us their last bit of money, right? Like, we always want to make sure that they have their cushion that they have their emergency fund. Um, so doing that kind of due diligence with our investors and also just a lot of education. I feel like our investors have become our really dear friends. Yeah. You know, and we just care about them. I have a specific, um, you know, situation where one of my investors was like, when's your next deal? And I'm like, hey, don't you still have your Airbnb that you're working on? You know, that why don't you save some for that because you haven't finished remodeling it. So I'll let you know on the next deal, but you know, do your stuff first. And so just like really um, treating them like friends, family, that's, I mean, that's what I, yeah, that's we, what we do. At our business, we're people over profit. Yeah. So we will always choose what's best for our investor over what's going to make us the most money. That is a hundred percent our goal. We actually just um, turn down a um, opportunity to bring investors to a deal because of that. We ended up having to come to a crossroads where we had to choose our people or our profit and we chose our people. So it's um, definitely something that we prioritize in our business is we want investors for life. The alignment continues. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Steve, I got to let you in here for a sec because that is like, that's a hundred percent what Steve and I literally say all the time. What? No kidding. Yeah. That's amazing. That's exactly it. Like we entered this business and knowing that our, you know, our road path or our runway or our journey in real estate is going to be decades long. 
yeah. because of our age. Like I'm 35, Randy's 31, and um, you know, we're going to be in it for a long time. So we got to you know respect our own reputation, knowing that that's the thing that's going to live longer, not necessarily just profits today. And one of the yeah. things that that I do too, in you know, that, that's very similar, is um, I won't take uh, money from investors on the first date. And so oftentimes people might see your, you know, your webinar, reach out to you and go, Hey, I got a hundred grand. Here you go. And you know, in theory, you're like, hell yeah, that hundred grand is now placed into X, Y, Z project. But, uh, I'll always like stop them and be like, Hey, as much as I appreciate that, let's get to know each other a little bit. Let's make sure that I understand where you're at and that this is a right fit for you. Cause you might not be thinking about all degrees of this particular project. Um, yep, exactly. and I think, yeah. Keeping that alignment, people over profits, um, yeah. is tough at times, um, but absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But when we start talking people over profits, people over everything is is a huge thing for us, and giving back is massive. And we're going to jump slowly into our giving round here. But um, I know you both are very passionate about wanting to do good in this world and give back. And something that Steve and I found while we were raising capital was that people enjoyed partnering with us, knowing that we were doing good with our money. Because this world is, especially the real estate space, is filled with some greedy capitalists and some bad stigmas around it of, hey, I'm taking my few million dollar bonus check. You guys might get 3% on the back end. Sucks to suck, but we're good. Steve and I really care about our investors. And I think they believe in us because we genuinely want to do good in this world. We donate mm-hmm. to nonprofits. We support causes. We're out there, you know, in the, in the, city actually helping people and physically out doing service work. So how have you correlated those two or have you even thought of this or looked at it of like, how has the good, good model of you guys want to do good in this world correlated with some of the investors that you brought in? Yeah, I love that. Um, Well, we, not only do we personally give back to our community through service or financially, um, but we also like to incorporate a um, give back element into our business as well. So, you know, we, everyone wants to make money and our investors do make money. But to have a feel good element to an investment as well is just like it's just the full package. So um, we have we love to um, incorporate community impact elements into our uh, syndicates, our apartment buildings. And. As we, you know, diversify into different asset classes, we'll brainstorm what that looks like, yeah. community impact. But in our apartment buildings, we currently own uh, four together uh, across the U.S. And we um, just do everything we can to not only give our tenants, uh, which are generally lower income because the type of buildings that we buy, not only do we want to provide them with a safe and beautiful place to live, but also um, we do food drives for the tenants. We just had one um, a few days ago at one of our properties in Florida and they sent us pictures and it was so sweet. And uh, just people that can't afford lunches during spring break for their children, right? Because they're relying on the school to feed their children. So these are the kinds of things that we're thinking about. It's not just about raising rents, pushing people out. Like that's not at all our business model. It is rather to pour into our community, give them a safe place to live where they want to stay with us. They want to stay there. And then of course, we're impacting people's lives. And we share all of this type of stuff with our investors um, so that they are also really excited about what their money is doing. Yeah. And I think our investors really resonate with just us individually and our pursuit of 
giving back because um, my philosophy is that I want to be a conduit, right, of of the wealth. Like wealth will come to me and I'm not trying to buy, um, you know, a, a private jet or like, you know, any like live that way, right? I, I want wealth to come and for it to flow through me to people that actually really need it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I heard you on a podcast uh, earlier, Andrew, when I was doing a little bit of due diligence, and you said the same thing where you're like, hey, I, the, the fancy stuff in life doesn't attract me, but what attracts me is if somebody comes to me and says, hey, my card's broken, I can just go fix their car for them and yeah. support them that. And I think that's one of the most amazing things um, about you ladies is that you just genuinely care about humans and you care about humanity. So, um, so thank you. Cause it's just such a like for us, uh, to be able to, that's why we created this podcast was to spot like people that's like so you. Awesome. Well, thank you. I really do believe that it's part of our purpose as humans to help each other, you know, and you and this podcast is really highlighting how do we live our life? Because this life is like, it's not a practice round. Like this is our only life we're going to live. How are we impacting those around us? How are we impacting those that are a little, you know, less fortunate, unfortunately, but like, how can we do good in this world and carry out our purpose? So I, I love that you're highlighting this all. I got to hop in on this a little bit because I don't have a question more so just a statement. But um, one of the few people that I actually binge is Simon Sinek. And uh, he had, he was on a podcast, uh, Stephen Bartlett's podcast again, um, a couple weeks ago. And you go into a library and there are shelves and shelves and rows of self-help books, right? You go into a library, there is not a single book or single shelf on how to help others. Hmm. Isn't that just a little bit twisted? Yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily a bad thing, but like when I heard that, I was like, oh damn, like he's so right. Yeah. And that's, that's where like, point. yeah. like having, It's crazy because I truly believe that uh, one of the ways to unlock success is to give back. And, you know, it's like we have this culture that we're like, everyone's grinding super hard. Everyone wants the money and to achieve. But like if they just gave back like a little sacrificially or just found ways to give more, I think more doors would open for them, honestly. Yeah. So uh, true. Speaking my language, I could stay here all day and have these conversations. Um, and and I could go so many directions here. Um uh, I know you both are big into uh, wanting to create really cool lives for your kids. I know that's a big inspiration for you and where you're at. How is, uh, I'll say, having kids and then now inspiring, uh, using the inspiration of giving, like how has that motivated you to A, want to build bigger so you can give more and, and show your kids these experiences that it's not about just giving them a trust fund that they can take over, but they actually have the right mindset and skill sets to continue your legacy of wanting to mm -hmm. not just be wealthy, but wanting to make an impact in this world? Yeah, I love this question. I um, have a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 6-year-old. They're all boys. And I didn't grow up with very much. I learned about the investing world later on in life. Um, so they are coming into this world already way better in a situation than I was in terms of, you know, what they have, right? And so we have to, my husband and I really, um, one of our 
one of the things that we have to instill in them is to be grateful and how to give back, right? Because the also the people that they're surrounding themselves with, like their friends at school, all have a lot too, right? Almost too much. And so um, one of the things we do is that we, one, talk to them every day about the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have them serve with us. So I, when I was little, I would go on missions trips and um, we haven't done that as a family yet. That is, you know, when when they get a little older. But we go to Dallas, the inner city Dallas, and we give away groceries to the neighborhood in Oak Cliff through um, the Dallas Dream Center. And so that's been huge just to serve together. And I remember when we first got connected to that organization, they were like, uh, why are we here? It's so hot, you know, and just like it's not the best attitude. And I'm like, it's not about you, actually. It's about them and how you're going to bless other people. You need to stay outside of what your emotions are and yourself and think about others. And so every time we serve, it just gets a little easier for them, <laughs> which I'm super happy about. Um, and yeah, and I just think it's just an everyday thing with our kids. It's like reminding them of how fortunate we have. We have this phrase in our family and it's to always have an attitude of gratitude because we are far better than so many other people, than little Andrea, you know, when I was little, right? And just like reminding them, like, attitude of gratitude, pinpoint the things that you're thankful for. Yeah, totally. I, um, my daughter's very young. She's one, so she's not quite at an age to understand yet. But what I love is this, I bring it up all the time, I've probably said it on your podcast, but that Tony Robbins quote when we ever went to that event together where he said, don't endeavor to uh, give your kids what you never had, but in- rather endeavor to teach them what you never knew. Mm-hmm. And that I love because I'm like, wow, that is where the real value is, right? Like she said, teaching them how to, how to have an attitude of gratitude, teaching them why service is so important, um, teaching them how to grow their money just so that they can bless more people and all that kind of stuff rather than just giving them things because that doesn't help them at all. So I think, yeah, just what Andrea said. Yeah. And I'll just say communication is so important because our kids hear it all the time. Like we are so transparent with them. We're like, we're building this to pass on to you, but not for you to spend, but for you to bless more people. And then your kids will bless more people. Like we're already talking about this almost every day so that it starts, it's in their heads, right? Like they'll even say back to us, like, yeah, this is for others, not for ourselves. That is so special. Um, I love you ladies. The, uh, the, the service, you know, the gratitude, um, you know, the giving back, the instilling into others, like, uh, especially at a young age and in the actual real leading by example, I think there's a lot of fluff out there and a lot of talk, but not everybody walks that talk. And so, uh, not only do I love you, but I want to congratulate you as well for walking that talk and, and thank you for sharing that here. Thanks, you. Um, I have a fun question for both of you. I want you to share one of your most, uh, favorite moments of giving and, that doesn't have to be like the biggest check that you've ever wrote or anything along those lines, but the one time that just means the most to you and always just, you know, maybe uh, pushes a tear out or pulls at the heartstrings. 
who's first? Um, so there's so many moments. Okay, so um, there's this one time where, um, gosh, there it's like financially and in person, both are kind of like equally, um, so you know, touching to me. But I just remember. Um, one time being able to write a check anonymously to um, an organization and we really um, we wanted it to be anonymous because we didn't want any of the credit and um, little oh my gosh now I'm tearing up you said to tear up like you told me to do but little did we know that um the person on the other side was like praying had been praying for a long time and had been discouraged and um and it came just out of nowhere and it was really like um a step of obedience for us to be able to write this check and um the fact that it blessed somebody so deeply and they had already been praying for it and it came to them is um yeah i think that was one of the most special moments that we got you know feedback right away that they were just so surprised and and they were just so thankful that's amazing i didn't know that story mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. um so my story is whenever i was living in new york city um my husband and i uh we went to this church and there was a guy there and he was homeless he didn't have a place to live he had been in a halfway house um after he got out of prison for uh some sort of drug charge he'd been there for like a very like a decade like a super long time found god in prison he got released. He was in a halfway house um, and they were going to be kicking him out of the halfway house on the 23rd of December. Mm-hmm. And we went to church with him and we were going home or we were going to his parents' house for a month for the holidays because um, his parents were from England. And so we we're going to London for a month and we decided to let him have our apartment for that whole month. And it was... um super super emotional um because he got to have uh, a house for the holidays we had a christmas tree set up he had food in the fridge and i tell you what when we got back and he was able to find it gave him time to find housing which was the most important thing when we got back our apartment was the cleanest we had never ever i'm talking baseboards like unbelievable and so that man and he's doing so well now and it's just it was really awesome to have the opportunity to bless someone like that so oh, i didn't know that either and that's so awesome both of those are incredible stories and thank you for sharing that and this is someone like one of the reasons why we love asking that question is you guys are business partners and it hasn't come up and like this is a, a conversation that isn't like talked about across the dinner table on a regular basis if ever and uh, yeah, wow, thank you for blessing us that way. Thank you guys for giving us the platform and the ability to share. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, it's always it's always hard jumping to the next section after because you're like, okay, uh, like I need some Kleenex and I need right? to eat for a minute. Yeah, we ask you a okay. 
<laughs> so, but no, I'm excited to jump into our final segment here, what we call our giving round. Some rapid fire questions around giving. So we'll maybe go, uh, let's go Rachel and then Andrea for each question. So it's just consistent and rapid fire and uh, we'll hammer through them. Does that work? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Brag on one charity that you like. Ooh, the Housing Crisis Center of Dallas. They, um, well, well, okay. So they provide a safe haven for battered women and people who are unhoused um, to for resources, not just a place to live, but also resources in order to find a permanent place to live. And um, they also take in children. And I watched some of their stories on the line and it was like so amazing the amount of people that they've touched. So mine is Dream Center Dallas. They have grocery drive throughs for a forgotten community in Dallas, um, which is Oak Cliff. They give they give um, backpacks to kids, um, all kind like brand new shoes. Um, they just, work on people's houses. They they do work on people's houses exactly. Like anything that there is a need in that community, they're supporting them. Great causes. Uh, Rachel, what would get you more excited? Donating one million dollars or spending a week physically helping others? Spending a week physically helping others because I like to see people's faces. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, I would love to do both, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the game. (laughs) It's uh, it's always a tough one. Even Steve and I interviewed each other um, the other day, and he was asking me these questions. I'm like, these are tough questions. Like, I don't, I want both. How do I get both? Yeah, so so that's respectable. Um, Who inspires you with their giving? Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. I would have to probably say my mom the most. She's the one that growing up just really instilled that in us. We grew up doing all sorts of community events and fundraising and uh, volunteering and all that kind of good stuff. So she's really been a great inspiration for me. I would also say my mom, she really didn't have much um, but she would give the shirt off of her back and the last pennies in her bank account to help anyone. Her. I love your moms. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh, entrepreneurs should include some sort of give back component from day one of their business or wait until they have some money in the bank and have seen some success? Yes, from day one of your business. If you aren't a good steward of nothing, you will not be a good steward of everything. Who you Boom. No, one hundred percent. Like if you're not if you're not giving what you have and you have nothing, you will not give what you have when you have everything. Yeah. Hundred percent should be from day one. Carbon copy answer. Yeah. That was copy paste. I was gonna say you don't need to follow that one up. That's (laughs) that's picture perfect answer there. Uh, that's beautiful. Um what's the first thing you think of when you hear go big to give big? I see it as being um The first thing I think of is that we shouldn't be afraid of wealth. We shouldn't have this stigma around money because it can be a great tool for people to use for good. And money can buy happiness. It just depends on how you spend it. If you spend it on other people, it will always fulfill you. Yeah, just the idea of it's okay um, to build wealth. It's actually a very positive thing because when you can do that, you can help a lot more people instead of you know not going after that and really not having the resources to help others okay now in one word describe the feeling you get when you give joy 
I went ahead of you. Euphoria. It's <laughs> just a synonym for joy. <laughs> Euphoria. Yeah. That's a beautiful word. Um, and we're going to switch reverse orders here. I'm going to go with Andrea first because uh, I already know Rachel's answer to this one. Uh, the final question that we ask everybody is, do you believe that money can buy you happiness? Absolutely not. What? Money can't buy you happiness. I believe it can, but go ahead. Oh, I love this. But money, money can't buy you happiness, but it is a tool that can be used to help others, which in turn gives you joy. But money itself does not provide happiness. It provides freedom. That's my opinion. What is your answer? My opinion is I can buy happiness because if you're if you're buying someone lunch, if you're buying someone a, a, a bed, if you're buying someone like money is no matter how you spend it, like if you spend it in the right way for other people, then it can buy happiness. Okay. There's actually a study done on it. It's really fascinating. They gave they gave a bunch of people five dollars, and then one of the groups they said go buy someone a coffee tomorrow. One of the groups they said buy yourself a coffee tomorrow. They all met tomorrow, and then they did this test to see like levels of fulfillment or happiness. And by and large, the people who bought someone else a coffee were much happier for the rest of that day versus the people that didn't. I love that. We've been in Starbucks where with my kids. And I, you know, say we're buying like three cars behind us, like all of their thing, all of their orders. And my kids are like, what, what, what are you doing mm -hmm. that? It's like, let's just get used to this, you know, generosity. Let's just be people of generosity. Yeah. Anywhere you go, anywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's so special. I love both your answers. And I think to sum that up is sometimes it's like money doesn't make you happy but I believe it can buy you happiness by going out and serving people. My statement is you can't be upset when you're giving a homeless person a blanket on a cold day. Yeah. That makes me that makes me pretty happy. And it was money that allowed me to go buy that happiness. Right, right. But, but having more money in my bank account doesn't make me happier. It's how I use right. it that allows yeah, me to 100%, do it. 100%. Oh, this has been so good. I've loved every second of this. I don't think I've stopped smiling the entire time because it's been so, <laughs> it's been so great. So... Um, I want to give you, uh, ladies, just a, a minute to brag. How can people find out about you? Where can they follow you on social medias? You know, how can they get more involved in what you're doing? So the best place to kind of like one-stop shop is our website, goodgoodinvesting.com. Um, you are able to access the links for our Good Good Investing podcast from there, which you can find on all the regular places you get podcasts plus YouTube. And then also our website is where we have that three-in-one network assessment tool. If someone wants to download it, it's free. Download it, play around with it. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then if you want to connect with us, you can email us at goodgoodinvesting at gmail.com. Um, we, our podcast and our website, that's probably the best place to get involved. Join our investor club so you can be posted on future deal opportunities. Absolutely amazing. Well, I'm so glad that I invited you, uh, ladies to come on and share everything that you did today. It was Thanks, such Randy. a fun podcast. Thank Absolutely you. loved it. And uh, we just look forward to uh, watching your journey. And just thank you again for coming in and inspiring us to go bigger with our dreams and goals so that we can get bigger with our profits. Love it. Thank Pleasure was all ours. Yes, we loved it. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of go big to get big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you 
helps us grow our message and in return allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.